faithwire.com. The vaccine mandate battle continues to heat up. Today's Tuesday, October 19th, 2021. I'm Dan Andros. We'll have this top story and more on today's 4 and 3 podcast from CBN's Faithwire. Four big stories, three things you need to know about them. All from a Christian perspective. That's what we do here. You can subscribe to us on iTunes. We're here Monday through Friday. We'd love to have you join us. And with me today, as always, Trey Gons Phillips from faithwire.com with a look at what's coming up. What's going on, Trey? Hey, Dan. So coming up on the podcast, we're going to have an update on the 17 missionaries who were kidnapped in Haiti. Uh, what's going on there? An Israeli scuba diver uh, made an insane 900-year-old discovery mm-hmm. recently. And then a country singer is canceling any concerts that are at venues requiring oh. proof of vaccination. There you go. That's part of the uh, the battle that uh, just doesn't seem like it's going to go away any anytime no. soon, does it? No. Um, no matter, even when there's different variants coming and going, it just seems like uh, a new one comes up and the debate continues. Yep. So here yep. we go uh, on this story. Number one, the vaccine mandate bad debate. And here's three things you need to know, starting with number one, the details, the latest kind of clash we have of this right now is Washington State's football coach refused to get the vaccine and they fired uh, Nick Rolovich and four of his assistants on Monday for refusing a state mandate that all employees get vaccinated against COVID-19. That makes him the first major college coach to lose his job over his vaccination status. So Washington's governor is Jay Inslee, who's a Democrat, and he'd set a a deadline of Monday for thousands of state employees, including this coach, to be vaccinated. He's actually the highest paid uh, state employee, technically, making about $3 million a year. And so because they found him to be in violation of his contract, that's what they claimed anyway, that's probably going to be disputes of that coming up. But he's he's at this point not going to get paid for the remainder of his contract. And so defensive coordinator uh, Jake Dickert will be um, elevated to acting coach. And his first game mm-hmm. will be this Saturday against BYU. Um, and so also fired for review, refusing the vaccination were assistant coaches Ricky Logo, John Richardson, uh, Craig Stutzman, and Mark Weber. And... Um, you know, it's just a tough one for this team because they the, the students have this big change when coaches change and it's very tough on a team. And so it's going to be difficult for them. And so they kind of they kind of get the shaft in all of this. And um, and uh, as I said, Rolovich was making three million a year. His contract went all the way through 2025. Um, he didn't specify the reasons he was uh, getting uh, not getting the vaccination. Uh, he did wear masks during games, which I found interesting, and then ended up hmm. not getting the vaccine. So, but this is the latest salvo, um, and this is where we go to number two on this story. Um, you're seeing an increased pushback in this fight ever since Biden did the federal mandate and the mandate for companies with a hundred employees or more. And you've had now in retaliation, you've seen Governor Abbott in Texas do an executive order that bans any company from doing a vaccine mandate. And uh, Florida governor Ron DeSantis has also done a a similar measure. He's actually even 
uh, fined a county $3 to him that must get vaccinated. So this is the clash that's before us now, Trey, and we're seeing it in the uh, NFL or the NBA as well with Kyrie Irving not wanting to play and to, willing to forego looks like a lot of money um, yeah. over the vaccine. Even LeBron James has, even though he's vaccinated, has kind of expressed his dismay at the disapproval of the vaccine mandate. Jonathan Isaac, we've covered him in the NBA as well, speaking out about it. And another one that you just covered yesterday, the ESPN anchor quitting her job. And we've seen police officers in Washington State go viral for quitting their job over this vaccine status. So it's really reaching uh, just a fevered bitch, you know, no pun intended, but um, people are, people are reaching a breaking point with this. And so number three, why does it matter? When does this end? When does this mandate, I mean, 75% of the country right now are, are vaccinated. And so at what point does this stop? Yeah. Yeah. You know, Joe Rogan was just, he just did a, a podcast with uh, Sanjay Gupta, the medical expert over at CNN. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and Rogan said to him, you know, it, it's, it's kind of crazy to see these nurses and these doctors who are having to walk out of their jobs because they're being forced to get a vaccination yeah. uh, when they themselves were obviously at the front lines dealing with these people who are sick. And many of these healthcare workers ended up with COVID and then recovered. And mm-hmm. that's been their reason for not getting right, vaccinated. And he said, you know, why is it that their natural immunity doesn't count, but your vaccination immunity does count? And even Gupta, to his credit, admitted, yeah, I think you've got a point. I think that's something that we need to consider. Um, So, yeah, I think there's we've seen so many people from all kinds of different demographics, walks of life, political beliefs, career fields, walking out of their positions. And I think we're going to see more to come. Uh, So, you know, I don't think that this uh, if we wanted to get the economy back in the right direction and keep hospitals staffed and all that stuff, uh, I don't think these mandates are the way to do that. Yeah. Yeah, couldn't agree with you more there. So, all right, story number two. Uh, So the gang that kidnapped the group of missionaries uh, over the weekend is now demanding a ransom. Uh, Here are three things you need to know. We'll start with the details. So just a couple days after news broke that 17 missionaries, including children, uh, you know, that came out, uh, the Haitian gang that abducted them uh, issued a demand for $1 million per person. Uh, The group of Christians made up of 16 Americans and one Canadian were kidnapped by uh, 400 Mawazau, that's the name of the gang, uh, on Saturday, like I said, while they were visiting an orphanage in Port-au-Prince, Haiti's capital. Uh, News of the ransom came today uh, from one of Haiti's top government officials, the Justice Minister, uh, Litz Cattell. Uh, So number two here, uh, you know, we also know a little bit more about the people who are abducted thanks to uh, the Haitian government. Uh, According to Cattell, uh, there were five children who were taken, uh, an eight-month-old baby. Mm. It's heartbreaking to think that there's there's a a baby, you know, involved, uh, as well as kids kids ages three, six, 14, and 15 years old. Uh, Cattell said that the FBI is coordinating with Haiti to rescue uh, the American missionaries. Uh, he did warn, though, that the gang seems to be sticking to its demands. Uh, he said the kidnappers have been warned about harming the hostages and what may be the consequences for them, uh, but they're not swayed by those warnings. That's what he told mm. CNN today. 
Um, so number three, why does it matter? Obviously, this is just a story that we need to you know continue following because as believers, it's it's good to know how to pray for people in a certain situation, particularly for our brothers and sisters who are in harm's way. Um, so you know we just want to keep you at, at Faithwire CBN. We want to keep y'all informed about what's going on because I know this is a praying audience. We've talked about that several times, Dan. Uh, you know, and, yeah. and obviously we want to pray for their safety, but also for heart transformations, as these missionaries have said, uh, for the people who abducted them. Yeah, no, hundred percent. And that's, man, that is scary stuff. Look, I, I actually interviewed during the time I went to Haiti a few years ago, I interviewed a, a someone who I believe was a gang member and, um, mm. and it's, it's terrifying. Now I was with somebody that they knew. So, yeah. you know, I was still a little nervous. You know, you could just see, I mean, it was intimidating. It was very intimidating. And I was in at least a somewhat controlled environment. And they viewed me as someone who was going to, quote unquote, help them because they, I think they thought, hey, this is a media person. He's going to get, they're going to get my message out. You know, whereas they weren't looking at me as, you know, someone they could ransom. But you're, you really, yeah. it's not like, it's hard to describe, but you're not, it's not like here where, you're just if you could find a phone, you can call nine one one and the help will be on the way. You're you're on your own out there. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like the wild west, right? And that is yeah. that is a feeling that I think Americans just can't grasp. You know, it's it's something that's not. It's just so we're so comfortable here, and we and we, you know, of course now there's less and less police, uh, but um, <laughs> we're just so comfortable with that because we expect that. But there you don't, and so yeah, man, we got to be praying for them because it's got to be terrifying right now. Yeah, for sure. And like you mentioned yesterday, too, uh, you know, this is what happens when when people are in desperation, when they're yeah. in really awful circumstances. Uh, sin kind of rears its ugly head and we have, we're tempted to do things that we might not otherwise ever consider doing. Um, so, you know, when the situation is so desperate and the, the government is so corrupt uh, and there's so little control and access to help, like you said, uh, all this stuff kind of happens even more frequently. Like this happened in April, this spring, not that long ago, uh, several Catholics were abducted. They were later let go, praise God. Uh, But this is something that happens routinely. uh, So we certainly need to be praying for their safety and then ultimately just for for transformation of these gang members' hearts. Yeah, indeed. All right, let's uh, move on to story number three. And a simple scuba diving trip became a journey into the ancient past. Well, uh, here are the three things you need to know, starting with number one, the details a um, an Israeli man stumbled upon a 900-year-old crusader sword while diving off of Israel's Carmel coast over the weekend. Um, he saw the he saw the sword laying on the seabed along with ancient stone anchors and pottery fragments, uh, fearing they'd be stolen or lost by the waves. He I'm not sure how you could steal them. I mean, they're kind of just in the ocean <laughs> there, right? I mean, isn't it kind of finders keepers? Um, <laughs> uh, but uh, he uh, he ended up just going ahead and grabbing them because he was afraid for those reasons that they'd be taken away. And he contacted uh, the Israeli Antiquities Authority, who said that uh, the artifacts belonged to the Crusader period. Uh, they said the sword, which has been preserved in perfect condition, is a beautiful and rare find and evidently belonged to a Crusader knight. Um, this is what somebody from the Antiquity Authority said. Uh, they said it was found encrusted with marine organisms, but is apparently made of iron. 
It is exciting to encounter such a personal object taking you 900 years back to a different era with knights, armor, and swords. Um, the site where the artifacts were found has been monitored since June uh, by archaeologists, and they said it contains many natural coves there that provide shelter for that provided shelter for ancient ships in storms, and the larger coves, which were you know there were entire settlements and ancient port cities developed. Um, so very very cool uh, finding there, and so apparently they're doing more diving there and finding more things. But very 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 cool discovery. Uh, there and so why does it matter? I mean, like, it just it's just cool. Anytime you can get a glimpse into our past, and um, uh, you know, with artifacts like this, and um, I don't know, that's real deep reason why it matters. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you know, with um, when I grew up seeing movies like Pirates of the Caribbean, and, you know, like all that kind of stuff, and you you forget, or at least I do, that like those are based off of things that actually happened uh you know it's 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 based off off of a culture obviously they're kind of parodying it but it's based off of a culture that actually existed and and there there actually is uh this kind of stuff in in the world that you can stumble upon uh, so it is really cool like whenever you see uh you know, the, these kind of stories because you realize that not all of it is is entirely fantasy uh like there's some truth to it and and it's uh you know it's just incredible like you said uh to to stumble upon things that are indicative of our past and like the people who came before us and uh it's just a neat story it probably doesn't have a whole lot of spiritual meaning but it's a pretty cool story indeed so all right, story number four. So country singer Travis Tritt announced this week that he will not play at any concert venues requiring guests to prove they're vaccinated against COVID-19, wear masks, or test for the virus before uh, coming to the show. Uh, so here are three things you need to know. We'll start number one with the details. Uh, he said in a statement on his website, this is Tritt, uh, this is a sacrifice that I'm willing to make uh, to stand up for the freedoms that generations of America have enjoyed for their entire lifetimes. Uh, he said any venue or promoter mandating masks, requiring vaccinations, or pushing COVID testing protocols on my fans will not be tolerated. Uh, the changes already led him to cancel at least four shows. Uh, he told fans who already bought tickets to those uh, that he's working to find venues for quote-unquote unrestricted uh, shows. Uh, so Tritt also argued that the fear-mongering narrative pushed by politicians and in the media is breaking down, adding people who stand up against this narrative scare those who promote fear, hold the line, and stand strong, he added. Uh, so number two, you're speaking to Steven Crowder this week. Uh, Tritt said that he took his cues from guitarist Eric Clapton. Uh, we covered him at CBN and Faithwire.com. Uh, earlier this year, that guitarist, uh, he decided the same thing. He said that he wasn't going to be performing at any venues uh, that required proof of vaccination because that made him uncomfortable. He talked about how he took the AstraZeneca vaccine, which is not available here, but it's in the UK. Uh, and he had some adverse reactions. He's fine, but he had some pretty tough side effects. Uh, and he just said it should be left up to personal choice. Nobody should be forced to get vaccinated. Uh, and he doesn't want people to be forced to get vaccinated because of that belief uh, at, you know, to come to his shows. Uh, so Tritt said he was inspired by what uh, Clapton said. He said it made a whole lot of sense because he's philosophically on the same page about you know, the value of, of freedom and individual, individual liberty. Uh, so he said that he would be implementing the same, uh, the same policy for his concerts, which is why he's mm. canceled uh, a handful. Uh, so number three, why does it matter? Like so many people from all kinds of career fields, like we said just a few minutes ago, uh, with all kinds of political beliefs and backgrounds are rejecting these mandates 
you know, the good news, I think, as somebody who likes, you know, wants a, to see a smaller government and doesn't want this kind of uh, overreach, it's good to know that even even if it doesn't end up getting a whole ton of media attention, maybe not the media attention it deserves, there are a lot of people, and I mean a lot of people, uh, who are, you know, voicing their convictions and and taking action against these kind of mandates. Um, I just hope that it's not... Um, you know that because it, it's already hurting the economy. And I'm just hoping that it's not something that that you know that we deal with forever, but it's something that you know the government and maybe these corporations can get the message and adjust yeah. uh, instead of instead of just digging in their heels more. Yeah, and you know you talk a lot about bravery, and honestly, sometimes it's kind of sad, but this is the sort of thing that it's going uh, against yeah. the grain, and it's we need it or else we're going to be in this authoritarian state that nobody wants. Um, mm. You know, you might agree with some of the reasons and the things that you want these people to be doing, but once you accept this kind of stuff, eventually it's going to be a new restriction that you don't like. Uh, and then right. what? So, all right, that's all the time we have for today. As always, head on over to faithwire.com, cbnnews.com for more news from a Christian perspective. We'll see you tomorrow. God bless.